Ram Prasad Kudel doesn't fancy himself much of a musician, but he does play one instrument every day. That sound is a shanka. It's a horn made from a conch shell, and it's often played in the morning or in the evening as a way of giving thanks. So the shanka is the only instrument that Cadell plays. But he spent the last 30 years buying and collecting hundreds of others. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we're going to the Music Museum of Nepal, home to more than 600 different kinds of folk instruments, each personally sourced by Cadell from all over Nepal. But the museum and Cadell's life's work face an uncertain future. That's after this. time I took a road trip. How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide-open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Groups of students often pass through the Music Museum of Nepal, which is tucked away in a temple complex in Kathmandu. And one day, a boy took a particular interest in a sarangi, this string instrument that's held in the player's lap and played with a bow. And as he was playing around with it and showing off, something went wrong. One of the strings broke. And he's a cry. He's afraid and he's a cry. Ram Prasad Kadel saw this. And instead of being upset by this broken string, he patted the boy's head and told him, it's okay, I can fix it. And whenever you want to come practice, just come back to the museum. And now the nearly 15 years... He's one of Nepal's top string instrument players. In fact, in recent years, he's even returned to the museum to perform. Cadell doesn't want the music museum to be a quiet, sterile place. He wants it to be a place where folk traditions can be passed down to future generations. Folk music has been part of his own life since he was a child, when he would sit on his grandmother's lap and hear her singing. My grandmother, she sings hymns and chanting and uh, sings folk songs. 
so that is my first impression to learn from the my grandmother in 1992 after graduating from college kadel decided to go into business selling tankas buddhist scroll paintings depicting deities or mandalas and he wanted to learn the deeper meanings behind the symbols hidden in these paintings so he approached a guru to learn more and once you've learned from a guru it's customary to offer a gift in return i asked him what you like from me and he said he don't need to do any the any things any materials but please do the small thing for our nation and i don't know because i don't know i i i'm not i cannot dance i cannot play i cannot sing uh, i cannot make a musical instrument but it is comes in my mind after weeks of thinking kadel landed on an idea he would create an archive of nepal's folk music traditions many of which he feared were already slipping away he says he's not even really sure how he landed on this idea he attributes it to his holy master guiding him somehow and it was decision that started a decades long journey to build the collection that would become the music museum of nepal think of nepal and you probably think of the himalayas the soaring rugged mountain range that includes mount everest but nepal has other geographic regions too from the lowlands or terai to the hills And that geographic diversity has created scores of distinct communities, around 100 ethnic groups that speak over 90 different languages. And Kadel says each has their own musical traditions. Every ethnic groups, every culture, every uh, the society, they make uh, the their own music. More than 60,000 melodies and uh, more than 3,000 dance folk dance and the uh, 1350 musical instrument maybe the more in fact after nearly 3 decades of carefully collecting instruments from all over the country kadal says his research has really only just begun he's still coming across new instruments all the time and it means that the variety in the museum is vast and growing in addition to the sarangi that stringed instrument that the schoolboy broke there are drums made from animal hides large and small flutes made of bamboo hanging bells and instruments like the binayo a small mouth harp that the player blows into while plucking a string Kadel has established some ground rules for himself about just how he collects these objects he doesn't actually want instruments that are still being used by the communities he visits out of fear that taking them will contribute to the traditions being lost so he prefers old instruments or he works with local craftsmen to make new ones These are not instruments that can be bought at a big box store or ordered online. They're often made with natural materials using traditional methods and they take time to create. For example, Kadel says there are instruments that can only be created during a solar eclipse. And if there's a short eclipse that year, it might not be finished in time. So you've just got to wait for the next eclipse. In other words, he's used to being patient. Sometimes he says he'll wait 5 or 6 years for the right instrument. This approach has yielded many treasures. Kadel says one of the most incredible objects in the museum's collection is the kangling, a horn made from a human thigh bone. 
It's only to be used at certain times, like when a person is very, very sick or during rituals. And it's said to make a sound that communes with the spirits. Because the instrument was so rare and so precious, he kept it at home for safekeeping. Though that also made him pretty nervous. And the whole night I cannot sleep, I can only see what happened, what is time next, what, 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 what is happening, you know. And all night I cannot sleep, and there's nothing happened. And next day, nothing happened. Third day, nothing happened. Fourth day, I'm very brave. And so I took this bag and I put it in the, under, the, 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 under my pillow, that's the instrument. And now under the pillow, I sleep well, nothing happened. <laughs> While rare or delicate pieces at the museum are kept behind glass, many of the other instruments in the collection aren't. Cadell wants them to be played by visitors or by musicians he's invited to the museum to perform. For the past 10 years, the museum has also hosted an annual film festival highlighting the work of traditional musicians, dancers, and craftsmen. He wants the space to feel alive. Our museum is not a dead museum, you know. Museum is like the a big school, you know. If you go to the museum, most of the instrument, our instrument is outside of the hanging in the wall, you know. They can play. We must pass to our knowledge to the new generation. But today, the future of the Music Museum of Nepal may be in jeopardy. A few years ago, Cadell got some worrying news from the cultural institution that manages the temple complex where the museum is located. They wanted to give his space to the Kathmandu University. And Cadell took his case to the courts, but to no avail. Soon, the music museum and the hundreds and hundreds of instruments it houses will have to find a new home. Cadell says he's been supporting his research in part with money from his business selling painted scrolls. And he says that sales have slowed in the years since the 2015 earthquake that devastated Nepal. But he's still hopeful for the museum's future. And he recently got a boost. Last year, Cadell won an award with a big cash prize meant to recognize significant contributions in culture, science, and business. He hopes to use the money to help secure a new space. Cadell says he's not giving up. He's still collecting instruments. When we spoke to him, he was working with farmers in the Kathmandu Valley to commission a special bamboo horn. Our ancestors is very wise. They made the all many, many, many instruments for our happiness. When we have the sadness, we, we play instruments, we sing the song. And the music is, a, it makes a healing us. So the, we like to continue that the, the river is not stopped. The music river is it continue to the ocean, continue, continue. That's our duty now. I want to give a special thanks to Ram Prasad Kadel for talking to us today about the Music Museum of Nepal. I'm, I'm very hopeful that it will find a great new home. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. 
This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Chilenya Onike, Maddie Weinberg, Camille Mojica, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll talk to you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you. And it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.